0: Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer and we're here after the Oval Test where India have taken a 2-1 series lead over England with one test to go by winning this test match by 157 runs. Away wins for India, eh? Gaurav Sundaraman, we're getting quite used to this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, This is not the India that... A lot of people uh, who have watched them in the 90s and 2000s know right? And and you have,
0: you have a lot. So, uh, I don't know, are, are you surprised? I mean, we have seen this coming. For some reasons, we're getting a bit, I feel, I don't know, at least I am. Yeah, th- th- this should happen because this side is so good.
1: Yeah, I remember when we had uh, uh, Sachin, David, Lakshman and Ganguly, we won, I think, uh, two times in Australia. Uh, in 2003 and 2007 and uh, uh, twice in England and they've actually won four test matches this year India so just imagine that's what uh, uh, that's how amazing this team is and uh, uh, really I think A lot of credit has to go to the management, Kohli and Shastri for backing certain decisions, backing certain plans. And it's come out very well. Yes, they have been all out for 36 and 78 in the middle. But... I think they know exactly how to bounce back and I I think it was the commentators who had mentioned that there's nothing like um, especially in England, there's nothing like momentum. We saw that in the ashes. Uh, Everybody said that after Stokes' brilliant knock at Leeds, uh, uh, England have the momentum and it's going to be tough for Australia and they came back and won the next test. Very similar uh, again in this series. So, uh, it's been pretty amazing to watch and the Indian fast bowlers, I'm sure we'll talk more about that but the Indian Pacers are, have made the biggest difference. I think when you compare the two teams, uh, the Indian teams earlier than this this current team, I think it's just the pace bowling attack, which is the biggest, biggest difference.
0: On the other side of the fence is Matt Roller on this episode of this podcast. Matt, Gaurav spoke about India's ability to bounce back. we we mentioned the 36, we mentioned the 78. Even in this very oval test match, India were bowled out for 191. And we spoke after the first day's play and at that time, there was a lot of praise for Shah Thakur. We'll probably be praising him even more today. But still, 191. England should have probably done far better now looking back at it in their first innings.
2: Yeah, it, it was. I think that's a very fair point. I think uh, looking back at the test as a whole, I think if you were to look at the points where England lost, um, it would sort of counterintuitively be the fact that they only took a lead of 99 runs in the first innings. Um, which sounds strange because you'd expect that it would be um, you know, problems in the third innings or the fact that they were bowled out cheaply on the final day. Um, but actually, I think it was the fact they probably weren't quite ruthless enough in that first innings. Um, you know, just hearing from Joe Root and Chris Silverwood afterwards, they both said um, the fact that the lead was only 99 rather than 150, 180, something mm. like that, given the conditions, um, it ended up being pretty important. And I think in terms of, I, I, you know, I don't actually think England did loads wrong on the final day of that test. I think... Um, they, they there were obviously a, a couple of uh softer dismissals um the, the run out of Milan the uh, catch off Moeen Ali was was pretty poor but equally they were undone by some unbelievably good bowling uh and India as Gaurav says completely sticking to the plans uh that they put in place i mean we you know we were talking on on that first evening about the the decision to pick Jadeja and the the idea of him being a, a good match up for lefties which i think we were all a bit confused about given the uh, success that Ashwin has had against left-handers, but that plan mm. plan worked so well. That the fact that you know today just basically speared the ball into that that spot of rough outside the the left-handers off stump and the right-handers leg stump. It it roughed up one side of the ball. Um, it it talked before the start of today on Sky about the fact that they were going to try and they were hoping that either side of lunch would be when it would start reversing, and it was just after lunch when uh, Boomer came on and bowled that incredible a uh, spell of six overs, uh three maidens, six runs, two wickets, which um you know completely changed the complexion of the game and uh England actually came out after lunch sort of thinking they might be able to win it. I think if you remember that first ball after lunch was root reverse sweeping gymhanasia for four um but very quickly it became clear that they they were ha- had to bat for the draw and by the time they'd sort of clocked that that was what they had to do um it, their their chance of doing it had slipped away from them. I think a lot
0: of commentators watching this test got of. i mean the the obvious word to use that the pitch was flat and india took the pitch out of the equation but i liked virat kohli's words at the post-match present presentation where, where he said it's it's relative what you call flat he said that the field wasn't wet like it was in the first three days of this test the ball got scuffed up and therefore reverse swing Came into the equation and Jaspri Bumrah is probably one of the best proponents of it in, in international cricket currently.
1: Uh, to think of it, India got mostly the difficult conditions even while batting. And uh, uh, they made good use of it. They, pla- they played very well. And uh, today, like you rightly said, they took the pitch out of the equation. And that is something um, uh, Kohli always uh, has been following. If you realize uh, the four wins, uh, is MCG, Gabba, Lords and at... Uh, oh well, I don't think India won the toss, right? So all four times India lost the toss. So I, I don't think India under Virat Kohli has ever <laughs> won a toss. But... And if they if they won the toss, they lost the match at in Leeds. <laughs> uh, so the point is. Um, this team under Kohli, he's been mentioning it quite some time that they want to build a, a team that doesn't depend on uh, any particular player. They don't care about the conditions. They don't care about the toss. They just go about there and uh, just back their bowlers and do the back their bowlers to do the job. And they realize that their batting, in fact, is their uh, is the bigger problem for them, uh, not the bowling. All these days, under say under uh, likes of Dhoni and Ganguly, the batting was always superb and the bowling was an issue. And they have realized that at 20 wickets uh, since the start of 2018, that is the moment they started touring South Africa, they realized all this. And they've made some mistakes on the way, but overall, they have a template, they have a process, which he keeps talking about. And it's coming perfectly uh, together right now.
0: Can I ask you something yeah. then, Gaurav? If you're saying that the... I mean, we know for a fact that India's main issue comes with their batting rather than, than their bowling. So, why do changes in the <laughs> 11 then happen only
1: in the bowling unit? It seems so unfair. Excellent question. Uh, you're right. Uh, it's always the bowlers who maybe have to... The kind of ropes bowlers get is always much, much lesser than uh, the batters. The batters do get a long rope. And maybe... It's also to to do with injuries. It's also to do with workload. There's so many things. Ishant and Shami sat down more due to uh, workload as well, uh, which is partly a reason. So, uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer to your question. But I guess, uh, like for example, uh, Rahane, uh, right? Uh, He had that one good innings in the middle. They backed punt. They backed Pujara. They've come up with some good knocks. So, maybe as a batter, uh, you can make an excellent 50, right? I'm just telling the equivalent for bowlers. I don't know whether we'll ever say that, hey, this guy took a brilliant two-wicket haul or a three-wicket haul, whereas a 50 is still considered sometimes very good. So maybe all those things, perceptions and stuff, maybe that's why this cricket is a batter's game. But... Kudos to Indian team to have backed their bowlers. And mind you, Ishant and Shami didn't play this game. So it's not like these wins have all come uh, with their best 11, you know. The best 11 they actually played was the World Test Championship final, if you ask me. And they didn't uh, win that match. So it's weird, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, Speaking of brilliant two-wicket spells, Matt, I think we can make an exemption for
0: today because just with Bumrah finished with two for 27 in 22 overs that he bowled and he was absolutely magnificent. I'm going to hand it over to the words of Sadat Monga on our ball-by-ball comms where he says, Bumrah, though, oof, what a bowler. A captain goes to fantasy land, builds a bowler, and he still might not be as good as Bumrah
2: yeah it was uh, very well put from Monga. um it yeah it was an amazing spell wasn't it i think uh i think the 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 typical reaction from the English media over here whenever England collapses to to look at the the sort of systematic failures and think why England aren't producing batters that can um, you know, have more resolve and can can stop collapses and all this sort of thing, when actually I think, uh, you know, there are extremely few batters in the world who are able to cope with the sort of balls that um, Boomer was coming up with then. I think um, that the Pope dismissal, you know, it, fast, in-swinging, late-tailing Yorker is pretty good in itself, but then the one to Bairstow in the following over where he started, the first ball sort of zipped away um past the outside edge from a pretty full length pretty good pace uh, and then two balls later he just switched the ball around in his hand and you know again it knocked him straight over it's it's pretty pretty high quality stuff there
0: was another there was another ball to Joe Root as well and I think it might yeah. take the best test batter at this moment to keep it out nobody else would
2: have yeah exactly and and yeah just the i suppose it, from what Kohli was saying in the post match presentation it sounded like had just said uh, as soon as they'd sort of worked out that the ball was doing just a little bit um, in terms of reversing, um, it, you know, give me the ball, I, I, I really want to want to make the massive difference in this game here. Uh, and you know, he did completely. They lost what four wickets for six runs in six or so overs after after lunch, and um, that that completely changed the game. Uh, and yeah, I mean. It, if you think about sort of the reaction when he played his first few tests back in what three three years ago or so now um, I think a lot of people sort of wondered whether or not he would be cut out to to bowl with a red ball and bowl long spells and come through uh, on the on the final day of games and stuff like that and have the stamina to do it but yeah to to come up like he did on the you know in the in the heat um, or at least in English terms in the heat um, mid-afternoon final day of a test match and reverse-wing the ball like he did. Yeah, it was a a match-winning spell. And I think everyone's spoken afterwards about how, how important it was, which is, yeah, not not many occasions where someone finishes with two for 27 and you talk about them as the match-winner. But um, yeah, I think in, in this instance, Boomer clearly was.
0: From one match-winner to another, Jaspreet Bumrah, who took his 100th test wicket in this match, the fastest Indian to do so in just 24 games. We'll move on to another shardul thakur now before we get into his batting gaurav let, let's talk about today because when i was thinking about it yesterday in my head i was like jareja probably from one end through the day except maybe when you take the new ball from the other end the pacers can rotate i do not see shardul even getting a bowl you know it, it just felt like he was the the third change bowler who who probably england could then ease up when when he's coming on to bowl but but It shows probably what I know because he picked up two wickets today. The first one I thought was extremely important as well, Roddy Burns. And then, of course, the wicket of of Juru.
1: Yeah, he seems to have something um, in his game which seems to work for him. Uh, Maybe we don't see that as fans, as people watching in television. Maybe he has a plan and maybe he plays uh, with it. It's not like he's... uh, setting up a batsman and so it doesn't seem like that right he doesn't bowl those extraordinary deliveries to get wickets but it seems to be working it's not the first time and it's not going to be the last time and it's not only in this format we've seen him get some really crucial wickets down uh, getting wickets done uh, getting batsmen caught down the leg side and stuff like that so uh, he's got smith out in the odis when nobody could get him he's got root out now and I remember him getting some crucial wickets against uh, England in the ODI series, uh, in, which concluded India. So, he seems things seem to be going for him and we have not even spoken about his batting, which is also uh, extremely useful. So, uh, India didn't have Hardik Pandya. That was a big problem. I'm not saying Shadul Thakur is the next Hadik Pandya or anything like that. But the fact that he can bat and bowl those uh, 10-15 overs, uh, give a break to uh, the likes of Bumrah and Shami and Ishan to come in and just bowl full throttle. I think he's playing his role to perfection and also sometimes getting those really big and crucial wickets. So, maybe, uh, again... Whether batters think like this, I don't know. But maybe they felt, oh, wow, Bumrah is done, Siraj is done, or oh, Ishant is done. Now we have Shardul, slightly slower. Maybe we should start looking to score, and they get out. That could be a, a mentality which could creep in. I don't know. We may have to ask one of our experts next time they are in the studio. But I feel that's one of the big reasons why Shardul gets those uh, uh, wickets. Though those are his wickets
0: then. But Matt, what about Shardul Thakur's batting? Why? Mm-hmm. Why, why weren't able England able to to deal with him? And, and credit to him, he looked far more comfy than probably any Indian batter out there bar Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli.
2: Um, yeah, well, I don't know, to be honest. I think in the first innings, he definitely rode his luck. I think there were quite a few, um, you know, shots that would fall just short of a fielder, something like that. And obviously, when you make a, a, a score like, what was it, 57 off 36 balls, um, obviously, there's going to be a, a little bit of chancing your arm, a bit of luck in there. I think in the second innings, uh, again, you know, he 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 was surprisingly actually the sort of more dominant player in that partnership with Pant. But um, by the time he came in, England were, were, you know, England seamers had 25 overs in their legs each. Um, England was sort of toiling very hard, but without much reward. And yeah, he just, um, he seems like a sort of uh, classic old school number eight or number nine who can, um, who can play that sort of game-changing innings? And I, you know, you've seen a few people make comparisons with the fact that England of uh, England's uh, you know Chennai Super Kings seam bowling all-rounder who quote-unquote makes things happen has <laughs> regressed a bit in Test cricket and has been left out, whereas yeah, India seems to be charging through. But yeah, it, it was a strange one, really. I actually think that the, the Burns dismissal today, I thought it, rather than being a lapse in judgment or anything, was actually a really skillful bit of bowling because it seemed like he. I I think he was coming round the wicket to him. He'd, he'd gone for a couple of runs at the start of that over, but he came round the wicket. Um, the ball sort of it, I think held its line a tiny bit off the seam, but then almost seemed to reverse, having hit the seam. It was quite um quite almost mesmeric on the slow mo to try and work out exactly what had happened. But then yeah, the root dismissal was I guess not too dissimilar to the one um that got Pope in the first innings, where it was a fairly innocuous ball, but um managed to get the drag on. Yeah, possibly a lapse in concentration. Who knows and. Uh, yeah, he just, it just one of those test matches that I suppose happens occasionally for a bowling all-rounder where, um, you know, everything you touch seems to to turn to gold. And yeah, that was, uh, that was Shardul this week.
0: From two stars of the match to an India to the player of the match, Gaurav Sundaraman, I, do you agree eh with Rohit Sharma being named player of the match?
1: I would have personally given it to Shardul, so I don't agree with that, but... Though it's like not too far behind, you know, opening is such a tough job. You were trailing by ninety nine, and the it was so important to get that good start, and he managed to do it very well. And he's played under the toughest of conditions, so. uh, good stuff, just that Shadul's I think those more than the second innings, I think the first innings knock was very it's a big difference, you know, scoring 140 145, you saw immediately after Shadul got out, the wickets fell uh, so soon, so. Yeah, it was was what? 120 for 7 or something of that that sort, they could have been bowled out for 130. Exactly so 130 is a different ball game maybe India, England wouldn't have been 50 for 3, they would have been 90 for 1 and who knows, it would have been a repeat of the previous test match and uh, so I think that was very crucial, and again, uh, when Shardul came into bat in the second innings, although they were slightly ahead, uh, India, the fact that they made sure that the England uh, players to uh, stayed in the field for much more than what they were what they expected to was again very very useful. So, uh, in uh, yeah, I would have given it to Shardul, but hey, uh, so uh, again, it's a batter's game all the way.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, for what it's worth, I would have. I would have probably given it to Rohit Sharma. Now, Gaurav, I want to ask you, because you've been part of the team and I'm, I'm harping on this player of the match idea or ideal. Uh, you've been part of a few franchises. It's, does it matter to the players? Do you think that it matters? Especially when you've reached the... The stature of at Sharma yeah
1: it doesn't matter at all in fact he would be more than happy to give that to uh Shardul. nobody really remembers these things what they remember is those iconic impactful performances so uh, uh, like for example a punt uh, in Gaba or the gil in 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 that Gaba chase right those are iconic performances which will get remembered either way so yeah uh, you're uh, spot on i don't think it's such a big deal and also these are just adjudicated by a group of commentators there could be a lot of bias in that so yeah it's a tough call especially in uh, uh, this particular test one point i wanted to uh, just raise and ask uh, matt and also generally both of you the fact is that i think a lot of people kind of gave england too much of a chance. I don't know for what reason. Maybe pitches or maybe uh, the fact that uh, they felt that they were uh, they didn't lose a wicket last night. Fourth innings chases are incredibly hard. And I was just looking at some stats. I think uh, about 380 is obviously just some nine times it's been chased. And uh, you generally lose. And even if you've had opening stands, it's just a matter of one wicket. It's not the first time this has happened. It's in England itself, I've had, been in this situation before. So, I really don't know why people actually thought that England can pull it off yes uh, uh, miracles do happen like Leeds and uh, uh, Durban but it's not going to happen always and remember this Indian bowling attack right they've been like Worst case, if they are not if they are not won India, they would have at least drawn it. It's not that in England you can score at three point five runs but over. This entire series, it's been super hard. Even in Australia, the run rates were very uh, slow. The bowling uh, quality is so good across the world now that it's not easy to just come up, turn up, and score three hundred runs a day. So I really don't know why everybody even. Like I saw, like a lot of people, uh, Matt may um, Matt could correct me there, but a lot of people felt that England had a uh, small chance. Yes, as players, you want to have that belief, but I I really felt that England were never in this game uh, uh, once they conceded that such a big uh, uh, lead uh, in the third innings.
2: Yeah, well, I, I'll come back at you with a couple of possible explanations, Gorev. I think the the first is um, to remember that this group of England players have pulled off two. You know, in consecutive summers, have pulled off two two really good fourth innings run chases. Firstly, Leeds, like you mentioned, and then Old Trafford last summer against Pakistan, when when Butler and Wokes took them over the line mm. um, yes. with three wickets left. Um, so I think that's a big factor. I think, secondly, um, while I I agree historically, it you know it would have been a record chase for England. Um, I think the oval is probably the best ground to bat on in the second innings in England I think the the stats back that up Um, and generally you know we saw in this pitch actually there was quite a bit of live grass left on the pitch in the first innings which probably did help the ball move around a bit but I think when that dries out and it did dry out because it was pretty hot this week um, at least towards the second half of it um, that then sort of holds the pitch together and means that uh, supposedly it should be easier to bat on and, you know, just, just watching England, India's second innings, I should say, um, it, you know, it, it really didn't seem like the ball was doing much for the seamers. England didn't even vaguely threaten to reverse it at any stage. Um, so I think that might have played into it. But yeah, I, I, I do take the general point that England were, were outsiders coming into the day. Um, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe they actually let that affect them a little bit. I think if you look at that run, for example, that... Um, Hamid attempted uh, sort of late on in the morning session, which ended up in the in the run-out of Milan. Um, if England had come into that day with a slightly different mindset and had said, "We, you know, by far the most likely result here is a draw and that's fine, then I think they, you know, you could soak up that period of low scoring that happened after Burns' dismissal because I think they, those two put on something like 18 in 10 overs. Um, but yeah, I think when you're sort of conscious of the fact that you're going pretty slowly, and I mean, Hamid scored... I think 19 off 102 in the morning session. So it was really sort of struggling to rotate the strike. So I think, yeah, that probably did affect them a little bit. and Maybe they took uh, some some risks that weren't uh, necessarily uh, required given the situation. But uh, equally, yeah, you know, keep coming back to the fact that this game was, was won and lost basically uh, either in the first couple of days where England weren't quite ruthless enough or uh, if you look at it from the sort of glass half full, Side of things from a, a world-class spell of reverse swing on the second afternoon, which yeah, obviously people know know what Boomer is capable of, but I don't think anyone would have turned up today thinking he was going um, to bowl quite two balls quite as good as the ones that he bowled to both Inverse.
0: <laughs> About Ollie Pope, Matt, I know you're a fan and the second innings dismissal i mean we can just give, give all the credit to that to jaspreet bumbra but in the first innings he was he was so impressive and he was probably one of the reasons why i felt that england would still have a chance because this this batting lineup in this test match is, just looks a little better than what england have had previously and this may be speaking too soon but it, it does seem like olipo Pope had something and I'm sure you were extremely happy slash impressed that he performed in that first innings
2: yeah I I, I I think that's right I think he was um he was pretty furious to have given given it away almost in that first innings and I think he'll look back and think you know I got 81 and then played on to a ball I could probably have left alone if I'd got 150 it's a completely different test match um equally yeah I, I, I I feel like it would be very harsh to give him too much blame for that dismissal in the second innings. I don't think he did too much wrong. He was just trying to defend the ball, but got beaten on the inside edge because it moved so so late and so much. Um, but yeah, that, that, that does actually, uh, I suppose, lead on to an interesting selection headache that might come up ahead of um, the fifth test at Old Trafford because... Um, we've not had it confirmed yet, but because uh, Josh Butler's uh, second child has now been born, there's a chance he might come back to the squad um, for that final test. Um, And if he does, there's then a a question as to who gets left out. And I suppose it would probably be a toss up between uh, Pope and Bairstow uh, with the possibility that Butler himself was left out or that Ebola was left out and they changed the balance of the side. Um, I personally think that Pope will retain his place. Um, Butler might not be rushed back. They might, I don't. I don't actually think Berestow's had a particularly impressive series, uh, all told. Um, so I think that there could be an opportunity for Butler to come straight back in. But yeah, England definitely have some really tough decisions because it's such a short turnaround between tests that they're. You know, do they risk running one of Robinson and Anderson into the ground ahead of um, a pretty grueling winter with five tests in Australia? I, I don't know. Do they play two spinners given Old Trafford is often a spinning pitch? Uh, you know, it would be a risk. Uh, it, the weather doesn't look too great, so maybe they'll be keener to go more seam heavy. But yeah, it, there's a lot of interesting decisions to be made in a short uh, period of time. And yeah, for England to to um, to even have a hope of drawing this series, they need things to go a lot better than they did this week.
0: The series is still alive in terms that India cannot lose it, but England will definitely gotta want to at least draw it. So because it's such a short turnaround do you see any changes heading into old trafford i get i get what matt's saying if butler is ready and comes back i would personally not have best over there and keep pope and 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 butler if if that is to happen but i don't see reason for other change maybe maybe mark wood in place of overton
1: yeah i think overton uh, we have to see what happened to his uh, uh hand right after that uh, dismissal so we need to wait and watch yeah i think mark wood for uh overton seems like a good swap and uh, clearly, we don't know about the workload of Anderson and Robinson. So that's going to be a very, very uh, uh, tough call. Maybe one of them will have to sit out and uh, they, they get back either. Uh, Sakeb is in the squad, uh, Matt?
2: there's actually there's a lot of um, injuries among the fringe players so Saqib is, was playing in the counter championship yesterday and uh, went off injured and the, the thinking is that he probably has a side strain and Lewis Gregory has got a back injury and in cars has done his thumb <laughs> all, all these guys are.
0: would would you play any of them in a match that, that you have to win I would assume that it's one test match you have to go with James Anderson and Ollie Robinson it,
2: it's a tricky it's a really tricky one I think there'll be they'll, I, my expectation is that they'll end up going with Robinson, Anderson and Wood um, as the seamers possibly bring Leach in um, or maybe even the sort of the wild card selection of Parkinson. But who knows? Um, you know, there's a lot of, I think the most likely one to play would have been Mahmoud, especially because it's his home ground. But equally, yeah, you couldn't expect too much from him. He's still very inexperienced in terms of first-class cricket. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't honestly know what the answer is. I think, um i would potentially end up with wokes batting at 7 leave moen out play leech and have wood uh robinson and anderson as the other seamers but it's a it's a real um i you know i don't think there's a formula that england can suddenly put on the table and they're going to be an unbelievable side i think the truth is that india are a better side than them who have outplayed them so far in this series and england will it's a, yeah england will need a lot of things to go right for them if they're going to draw this to all
1: Yeah, especially Moeen's a very, very uh, uh, weird case, you know, and the fact that he's such a talented player, I just realised that he's closing on 200 test wickets and that's pretty amazing thinking about it and the fact that he still averages, I think, late 20s in test cricket, uh, he has... uh, Superb game, as in he's scored so many test centuries, he's won matches. Just his shot selection, maybe it's the influence of the shorter formats where he's actually been really good over the last couple of years. Maybe that's always there in his mind. He's not able to play the patient game. I think that was a turning point. When when you say shorter
0: formats, you mean the 100, right, Gaurav, where he beats
1: the (laughs) final. Absolutely. Just the fact that um, it's very, very important that he. That shot which he played was the turning point according to me. They were looking good for the good lead of 150 to 200 and that completely changed it.
0: We're talking about this and I've come across an A.B. De Villiers tweet that says, as spectators of Test cricket stop worrying about team selection and other nonsense and start appreciating the competition, passion, skill unfolding in front of your eyes. You're missing a good game. Fine. So so we will do that but we have to look ahead to, to the next Test match at Old Trafford. Matt In terms of what India can do in in the next test match and unfortunately we'll have to bring in some changes and we'll have to probably start with by talking about Ajinkya Rahane. India have a probably not a problem but a conundrum there. Mm
2: Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a really tough set of decisions to be made. I think the fact that they've won this test and taken a series lead uh, gives them a fair bit of leeway. Um, I think they'll be tempted to to stick with the same core of the side that won this week, possibly with the odd change. Um, I suppose there are quite a few uh, fitness question marks, particularly Rohit and Pujara, both spent um, England's second innings off the field throughout with with. Um, with niggles um, and uh, yeah, equally Shammy missed this test with a niggle. Maybe he'll be fit enough to come back in. Maybe they'll be tempted to, to go two spinners at Old Trafford. Um, I would be, I think personally I would be tempted to leave Rohani out. I think he, he looks horribly out of Nick and you know, that drop catch today, it probably shouldn't come into the equation, but it just feels like the sort of thing that maybe happens when a player is low on confidence and, and out of form. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, I think they will probably be quite tempted to to stick with the same core in terms of replacements for for Rahane I don't know who the most likely would be maybe Vihari maybe you could um, bring back one of the one of the guys who might otherwise have opened the batting and have a slight reshuffle there but I think in, in India would probably be tempted to stick with a, a similar core if they if they possibly can I don't know if you guys agree
1: I think Rahane would uh, start uh, India wouldn't change too much that's that's how they've been playing. Uh, this is a very important match. Uh, they need to win the Series 3-1, also valuable WTC points. They it's they have backed Pujara, they have back, backed Pant. I think they will continue to back Rahane. And who knows, uh, a quick, uh, quick fire 50 or a good uh, uh, knock from Rahane will uh, seal his place for the next year or so. Who knows? So, I think Rahane will play.
0: Predictions, Matt. Let's look at Old Trafford. There is just one test to go. We've had a great test series so far. <laughs> India, favourites once again, as they have been probably throughout the series. Do you give, give us a percentage
2: chance for England? Uh, probably, uh, probably a 25-30% chance of winning. I think, you know, England, much as they've had a terrible summer, um, are still generally a pretty decent team at home, especially when conditions are in their favour. looks like it could be overcast. If the pitch has a bit of green on it and they bowl first, um, they can roll through a team pretty well um my my head still very much says india win they take the series 3-1 um so yeah I'll, I'll i'll trust with that and go 3-1 india
0: gaurav you don't seem like you are willing to go as high as 25 to 30 percent of a winning chance for england
1: no i think india india have the momentum and india should win this uh this fairly comfortably i feel uh no more the. Uh, Going behind in the game, and uh, I think it's going to be a very comfortable win for India, or it will be a draw due to some really poor weather in Manchester, which is not too bad a prediction. Matt, G Stats, thank you so much for joining us for this
0: Oval Test match. We'll be back with you when the teams head to Manchester.